Well, friends, funny story. Um, this uploaded without me knowing it. <laughs> That's why it said coming soon for forever. But it needed an intro because I start with a funny story that is comical to me and my hyper high energy lasts for a while. But if you can make it through that story, God starts taking over like he always does. And there is a really good message towards the end. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope you stay the end. I hope that it feeds you, empowers you, and as I say, shakes and stirs you to move in line with the Holy Spirit of what he has for you next. I have been so, so busy, and I can't wait to share the things that God has next for me, but I don't have all the answers to tell you. I can just tell you I'm floating on faith as I move with the Holy Spirit and some stuff that happened at the end of this just kind of tells you how to do that, how to be in favor with God that you are just saying, what do you want of me, God, as you say, I want what you want and keep moving. So I hope this blesses you. I hope you enjoy the power of your voice and you learn to lean into the authority over your life as God loves, 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 loves you. I have a favorite listener and I talk to her on Clubhouse. If you guys are on Clubhouse, come find me, Kendra D. And I run a club called God's Yes Girls. And I need to start doing more stuff in there. I had to take a little bit of a break um, because I end up in a whole lot of other rooms. But God is really hounding me to step into authority in that role and run my rooms. Don't just hide under other leaders, but to step up and be mine. Uh, But I was in a room and they were talking about hearing God's voice. And so (laughs) they were comparing it to um, how they had watched a, a... YouTube video or something about the different calls that shepherds have for their sheep that and, and herders have for calling them in. And I said, and so I got up on stage to tell them that um, I have cows and when they were out on a hundred acres, I can step out and I say, hey girls, here mamas. And they come running to be fed. And she said, you should add that to your podcast because it has so much meaning behind it. And because you're getting fed and cared for when you come to God. And we were comparing it to that. And um, my hope is that you find God on this on this podcast and that you hear from him. And so if you hear me say, hey girls, here mamas, it is feeding time and so I don't know if you guys like that in the episode or not I'm gonna throw it out here and try to get some opinions back so be sure to write me find me on Facebook or Instagram Kendra D Carroll and let me know if you want me to add hey mamas here girls and when you're out on 100 acres I don't have to go through the whole hundred acres. I just literally yell that at the top of my voice and they all come running. But I have to say it a few times so they really know I'm there, you know, because it might get like off in the wind, especially if they're way back there. But they know and they know it's feeding time. So if you guys want to be called in for feeding time and care, the girl that had said I should add it, she thought that it was like the most soothing thing. She asked me to repeat it a couple of times. So if you like that, if you vote that you want that to be in the podcast, 
best part of the episodes. starts 
dropping cuss words. Can't believe it took you that long. Finally let us go. Why can't you do your job? And yelling at him. And that set off the guy who was working. And so he jumps out of the car. And they're ready to go at it. And I'm like, hey, no. No, no, no. First off, you represent... You represent your company right now, so this is not a good idea. You are not on your time representing you. You're representing a company. You don't want this. Go back to your car. I know he's being rude because I think he yelled, he's rude or these people are so rude. And I'm like, it's okay. Get back in the car. And then I turn to the guy behind me and I'm like, because somebody else now is out of the car going, we all want to go home. <laughs> and why can't you do your job? I guess he was thinking the same thing. And so the guy behind me, I said, if you really want to go home, this is going to take a whole lot longer. So why don't you get back in your car? Because we all do want to go. And I was able to calm like five people back into their cars with just my voice and me never stepping out the car. I just hung out the window. <laughs> and not because I was afraid to get out of the car, but I didn't need to get out of the car because I wanted to go faster. I want to go get my pizza. <laughs> so anyways, the fact that I was able to calm them all down with just the power of my voice and not, I was never upset. I never was like, you guys are crazy. And, you know, I never, this all comes back to that whole thing about the horses, guys. When we talk with authority, when we talk in God's calm, but assertive manner of authority to say, no, 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 this is a bad idea for you because, and this is a bad idea for you because, I was just kind of being that little angel on the shoulder that says, you could go through with what you want to do right now, but do you really want to do that? Do you really want to make those choice? Because there's a lot of repercussions in the end for it, and we probably just don't want to go there. This is funny because... This is what I tried to tell the kids in school. This is my bullying program that I went and designed with uh, a principal one time that I was like, there should be more children just standing up and saying, do you want to make that choice? Or what do you think is going to happen when you make this choice? And teaching good leaders how to question bullies, how to question the behaviors of other children in a way that makes them think for themselves and empower them to make good choices. Like a good friend makes a good choice. A good friend doesn't just tell on a bully. A good friend intervenes in a way that's not pushing and a way that's, uh, there's just so much power in what you can do with your voice. And by knowing that you're standing in truth and love. And so no, I didn't be like, you're wrong, you're wrong, or I can't believe you're doing, you know, I met, there was no accusations in it whatsoever. It was just like, this choice leads to this. Do you want that? Or could we just go? <laughs> you know? And then I re-encouraged the guy who got in the car. I was like, good job. You're doing good. Just keep your cool people. It's going to be a long night, but you're doing great. Lead us away, sir. <laughs> you know? I'm putting leaders back in the positions of where they go. And, and so this is a way that we can help others. And the funny thing is, is I'm like, I come home and I tell Dustin and my husband, and I'm like, hey, so um, I know that I said I was going to do this horse thing with women, but what do you think about me doing it for men also? Like, do you think they'd respect me? Because then I have to call the pizza place and say, I'm sorry I'm late. Um, there was road construction and I had to break up a fight. I'm still coming. <laughs> Can you please hold my pizza?
pizza for me and they held it for like five to eight minutes late which I'm so thankful they did they had to like unlock the pizza place and let us in <laughs> to still grab the pizza they made for us but yeah it was um and I sound like just as my my son said, you sound like a little kid because I'm like, I'm so sorry, you know, in my like happy-go-lucky voice. And so I'm like, are men going to respect my voice? And so today I got into Clubhouse and I was speaking in this God power room and I was just felt like I have so much to accompany this guy and tell him like, yes. Yes, God wants us to do this. We got to be free to use our voice, move with the Holy Spirit, speak with authority, love God more, get outside the church walls and be a movement. And just, I'm like, I don't have the full picture of what that looks like, but something's happening and I want to say it in this room. Let's go. Power up. Raise up. Let's go. And so there's some momentum that's been released and it's so funny the way that they can come about like a fight on the side of the road that I was able to break up with the power of my voice. And then in that room, I had one guy that was like, wow, the power of your voice has really moved me today. And I feel like as I'm speaking this right now, because I'm like, I gotta, I gotta share a story. What? I love this story. I love this story because I love that my little happy hyper voice was able to calm down five men from a fight. Like that's just like, <laughs> I just love it. Okay. And so I'm like, thanks God for showing me what I'm capable of with you and through you. Not that I've not done that before. I've seen domestic violence happen in front of my eyes and swerved my car toward like to, to face them head on to say I'm watching you and you will not in front of me do this and every time you went to touch her I honked my horn and I said no you don't you know and I I've always kind of had that protective gumption to step in when something's bad and this wasn't like something really like it could have gone bad but it was just more like a I can de-escalate a situation <laughs> and you know I guess it does come like I was like okay why where do does this work and how does this how do I empower and use this for God more and especially as he's showing me like how the rest of my gifts are coming together to play this out and um you know I'm imagining when two horses are worn together and two males if they were ready to go at it for something I would still make it so you know we don't just sit there and let it let it finish like um you use your voice and and corrections and when you can move in safely and and save the situation if you had to so um and, and just get big. And like I said, it's, it's, it's an authoritative walk. That's why the horses teach you so much. Because it's the power and the way that you carry yourself. And the tones that you use in your voice that are just like, hey, listen. You know, listen up. You can't do that. And it's, I don't know. It's, it was crazy. It was crazy and empowering. <laughs> and I just am like, okay, how do I raise God's leaders? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I get all excited about what God's doing in my life right now and the ways that he's showing it to me and the opportunities that's coming. You know, somebody was saying, you know, I've, I've probably shared even on here how Facebook's really 
not showing the God people, not showing even business unless they're a business that helps Facebook. I really don't know. I don't know how Facebook's working right now. All I know is it's really hard to be seen and heard um, in that space. And it, it got really frustrating for a while because we're just, there's a lot of people out there just trying to do God's work and feeling like it got shut down. So it made me go out. It made me go, okay, so how do I, we're always most affected with where God has us right now. So we always have to come back to those local roots to kind of build up the momentum of who we are and what we're doing. And that doesn't mean, I heard something um, from Stephen Furtick in Elevation Church. I was listening to one of his sermons and he was saying, there's no longer just the local church movement and then a worldwide one there's global you know like a global pandemic happened so now we are to move as a global ministry all together all as one and there is this breaking of walls that's happening that watch it the church is still resisting it some of the church is like my local church is the best um and but there's not there's this power of unity of one of we are all gods and we need to move unitedly and um the strength and the numbers like as I just see God kind of hurting in his world with with a, a gathering a gathering fence or like the way that the the border collies come and bring in the animals like they're and that's that's the leaders pushing pushing the people pushing the herd pushing the sheep to be one that we feel more like one and we move in this united way and I want to speak on how men and women are going to come together in this. But women are going to have a different role than what it's looked like. As churches tried to put tradition and rules on things that God never intended for it to look like. It's constantly hindering the spirit to move when we put rules and regulations on churches. When we put people who get to think that it needs some sort of premises more than what God wants to do with it. When we keep not saying, God, how do you want it? What's your way that you want me to do this? If we're not saying your way, God, and not mine, then we're missing it. If we've already set up rules and regulations that don't allow us to change for what God calls us to, those are not the correct rules. Those rules are not those rules are not of God. If they're not just simple God rules <laughs> and you've added things in, then they're not of God. That's just straightforward. Go read the Bible again. I don't I don't even know where that's coming from. The, I don't want to have to stay here and nitpick churches because I think that they they try, but there are things that have made them change to not freely move the spirit in the way that when God's doing something new, there is a hindrance. And and that's all I'm trying to say about it. So watch as the new things happen. Watch as, as men and women of new leadership rise up. Watch as God says, make this a whole. Make this not even just a nation. Make this global. The whole world belongs to God. Let's see it as a whole. And I don't know how he's going to do it. I'm just saying he's doing it. <laughs> like Everybody keeps thinking this is the end of time. And I think it's a renewing. It's a renewing of God building it up in a new way that we've lost. That we've lost that 
you know, God didn't really say to each of the churches of, you know, um, I'm going to just say Athens. I think there was a church of the Athens and Corinthians and the different places that had happened and set up churches. They also knew that they kind of fed and grew together as brothers and sisters. They kept that as forefront and we've lost it. It's what church do you belong to? What church do you go to? I don't care what church you go to. I don't care if you're not even going to church. Are you being fed? Are you in the word? Because it's all online. If you don't have a pastor that's feeding you, you can get online and have amazing, amazing conversations, amazing talk, amazing sermons that are preached at you. Or you could have just conversation because the God inside of us, when we have that iron sharpens iron people in our life that are rising up and pulling out what God has in you and is stored for you and is teaching you, God can be in all of it, in all of it. We can't just be like, I go to this church, I sit in this spot every time, and this is where God feeds me. Well, you know what? God feeds me when I'm driving in my car. That's when I'm like, any you know, I've been really, I was going to do an entire podcast on this, but maybe it belongs here. Any movement that we make, when we are moving, we are moving with God. If you are going for a walk, the movements in the day, then the stillness, but, but the, the movement of your, your voice or your hand, like for me to journal out what's in my heart speaks God. And so to be Moving in the non-busyness, just sitting with God. When I'm in the car, it is the time I have to be the most still. It is the stillest out of him because I, I've told you guys before, I'm pretty hyperactive. <laughs> if I'm in my house, I'm trying to accomplish five projects at once. I'm really terrible at one thing at one time and getting it done. Really terrible at it. And so... That's like all the things shifting in my car <laughs> as I go around the turns. So as I just have to sit here and get to think on God, even me talking out to you guys is, I'm there were some things I just said that I'm like, whoa, God, I'm going to go with it. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you'll reveal it later, but these are the words you have on my heart. This is the thing that you're speaking over me. This is the thing coming from my voice as I tell people, rise with your voice, gather together, see the power of God move in a new way because there's something stronger about unity togetherness. When I did the event that I did, one of my most exciting things about it, about it not being labeled with a church. I am not with a church. And when I got to say that, it frees every sister of Jesus Christ to come and join with me. And so I had a Mormon sister. I had a Seventh-day Adventist sister. I had a Pentecostal sister. I had two Baptist sisters. I had the works in my little tiny hands of traditional sisters that go to Bible churches or things that want to claim to be non-denominational. Yet it's become its own thing. And I accompanied them and gathered them as one and I said Lord is gathering a gift of mine and I feel like I need to see gathering as a gift and there was so much power in the unity of diversity unity of diversity and I'm so excited because I have a new friend who wrote in it 
Publishing Company and she wrote a book of unity of a diversity and God is, after the book is done, God starts revealing more and more. And when I finished my book, even though I'm still in editing, guys, and it's going to be a while, but he told me, sit in it, learn the lessons of what this is and see what this becomes so that you can lead the others of what this means. And I, I finally figured out that my book is a how-to, a how-to step into your calling, as I had to put a pause on it in the frustrations, and I was like, this isn't supposed to be done frustrated. There are so many things, actually, I'm doing in my life right now that I'm going, you are not supposed to do this frustrated. God didn't ask you to do this frustrated. If he's asking you and he's leading you and you're doing it because of obedience, there should only be done in reward. Yes, it's hard, but it's God's loving favor over you that you're moving into position of what he asked you to do, and you should not be frustrated. You should be enjoying the process because even if it's hard, you're learning from it and you're feeling his love over you. And go listen to the song Gyra by Maverick City. Go listen to it as it just says, I've never been more loved than I am right now. No matter what's going on in your life, I've never been more loved than I am right now. When you're in that place of knowing that you are his, you have anointing just because you're his. You are wearing the crown of forgiveness just because he died for you. Just because he claimed you. Because you are chosen. You chose to follow God back, but he chose you first. And because you're chosen and because you're loved on and because there's so much love and favor on you when you're willing to accept it. And when you're willing to be walking one in one with God at every second and you're asking how, God, how? How do I walk more one with you? How do I do this the way you want it done? How do I be more yours? Those are the only questions that have to come out of your mouth to step into favor with God. That's it. That You want the keys to life? That's it. That is what God wants you to do to align to his calling you to be. Is just keep asking how. Asking this way, God, am I doing this right? And moving as the door is open. And I can't stress that enough because we'll pray and 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 we'll pray. And I'll keep that going and we'll pray and we'll pray and we'll pray. Door, Lord, Lord, open a door. I feel so stuck. Open a door. And then the door's wide open and you understand it and you, what do you do? You fear it. You all of a sudden go, oh, that's not the door I thought I was praying for, God. So that looks a little bigger and scarier. That has a lot of unknowns to it. And I don't think that's what you're calling me to. God didn't call you to comfortable. He didn't call you to comfortable. I can't remember what I told the girl when she came to the horse thing. And I, she says, you're making me really uncomfortable. And I said, you didn't come here to get comfortable. God brought you here because he wants to reveal something, because he wants to grow something, because he wants to move something, because he has something good in store for you. If you believe that God is good and that he has good for you, then why? It, it, it's just not trusting God. It's just plain and simple. You're not trusting God if you fear something. If you are fearing it, then you're trusting in yourself and what your limitations are capable of, not what God's are. You're not putting God's at God's ability at his fullest to reveal that he is 
all-knowing, all-doing, all-able, because he owns what? Not the local, not the nation. He owns globally the whole world to do whatever he pleases. Are we living in that to the fullest of what that really is? I just dropped a whole bunch in that. <laughs> but like I said, I just have like so much power of authority over me lately. And the more I exercise it, the more bold it's coming, the more clear it's coming, the more God's just taking over. And here it is. <laughs> so that's what that's been looking like. All right, guys. I hope that this fed you deeply. I hope that you're not too uh, shaken by it. Actually, I don't care if you're too shaken by it because I am a shaker and stirrer and I know it. That's why people squirm and they get uncomfortable. And I guess my message that I need to learn is that I need to know that I didn't come to make people feel comfortable. I love you. I love hugging you. I love smiling with you. I love lifting you. I love being your cheerleader and empowering you but I didn't come to make you comfortable. God didn't come to make you comfortable. And since God sent me, apparently I didn't come to make you comfortable either. I came to stir something. And the Lord started started saying that I need to see myself as a spirit mover. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't like that word. And it's not that I feared it from God, but I feared what people would say if I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a spirit mover. <laughs> be like, what is that? <laughs> and because there's spirits in the world that are of the wrong spirit and I don't want people to see it that way you know and I'm just so see me as gods I'm gods see me as gods I'm gods and the only person who needs to see me as gods I'm gods is God it's God if I'm trying to please people then I'm gonna be then they're gonna not see God so if all that I'm trying to do is do what God said and be fully God, then it doesn't matter what the people think about it. So there you go. I put that out there too. He called me a spirit mover. You can hear it in the event that I did. You can hear that I hosted the Holy Spirit to just show up and do his thing. And all I did was provide questions and ask God how. How do you want this? How do you want me to do this? And you can follow the episodes along if you haven't about how many times that changed so you can see I just followed God's lead in it and it changed from my vision completely. I just wanted to throw something to have fun and bring the Holy Spirit in. But I felt that people needed some fun in their life and I bring God in a fun way. So I wanted to reenact that. And God was like, no, no, no. My people are ready for something deep. They need some heavy breaking, Kendra, and you're capable of both. And I need you to act in this part right now. And it took a lot of surrender to that. It took some things that felt like heartbreak to get to that because I thought that I heard God wrong in some of it. Because I knew I was supposed to be throwing an event and then I was I was doing it wrong in the way that I first wanted to do it. And now people want it again. But I don't know if it's supposed to be in the same way. And I'm like, okay, God, how do you want me to do it? And I tell people, because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm waiting on that answer and I'm waiting on that answer because there's a few things that have to get in line in my life for me to do the next one. But it's not that I'm not willing to move forward and just put it out there and keep rebirthing it again. And I don't know if I go through the same process again because we've been offered 
the campground for September for three days. And will we do that and see it through the first way I imagined and incorporate all the things that I had done to build both? Or do I just repeat exactly what happened? And maybe I repeat it by thinking that I'm gonna do the same thing again and it comes back or I'll get to a certain place that I'll be like, okay, this is it. This is where I'm gonna do this and this is how I'm gonna do this. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not just prayerfully waiting on God to reveal that. I'm ready to make actions to have that revealed, but I know the things in place to set in line. So there's a difference of waiting without anticipation and without movement. But if you know that you have to know the things you're waiting on, there has to be a very specific thing that you know God has to reveal for you to wait on. And that's what I'm waiting on. And then you're in a good waiting position. When you're waiting in a whole bunch of unknowns and you don't even know what you want out of it, that's where things get a little more like you feel lost. And you're not really sure where God's taking you because you don't know that you want what God has for you. And that goes all the way back to the beginning and all the way back to the beginning of my book and all the way back to just the start of even your relationship with God is, do you want it? God first asked, do you want it? And then when you say yes, you say, how God? Okay. All right. I hope that that was, that was it. I hope that that's what I got for you. All right, guys. I love you bunches. And I will talk to you later. Bye. And don't forget, if you're looking for more God goodness, go to www.kendradd.com.